Going beyond the headlines? Getting to the heart of the story. Calgary Today with Joe McFarland on 770 CHQR. Greetings and salutations, friends. Hope all is well with you and yours. We're back with another edition of the podcast where we are collecting some of the stories of community building and positivity in light of the COVID-19 pandemic. This week, we chatted with mask makers, YYC, and the work they've done in just a short amount of time. Oil City Press changing things up to build custom cashier barriers. Red Heart Brewing and Red Deer as they sing songs while delivering their products. And the latest from Annex Ale in their development of hand sanitizer instead of suds. We'll start this episode off talking mental health. It has been a challenging time for so many people, and Dr. Laura Hamley joined us this week to talk about some strategies for people of all ages to help handle this unprecedented time. So I wanted to bring in Dr. Laura Hamley right now to kind of talk a little bit about um, some of the strategies that we could be using to kind of get over this new emotional roller coaster hump that we're going through. Uh, Dr. Hambly, thanks so much for joining us here on the program. Yeah, let's start off with that very first question is any tips for those who are dealing with a little bit of added stress that has started to kind of seep into their day to day? Yeah, no problem, Joe. And it's, it's nice to be on your show. Um, a little bit of added stress. Well, I think it really is a lot of added stress. I think it's an emotional roller coaster, like you said, and it's it's very difficult on on people. I mean, there's so much uncertainty, and I think it's normal to fear feel fear and anxiety. And I think that a lot of us um, are used to having various social interactions in our life, so at work, with friends, going out for lunches, going to the gym. And all of that has come to a halt. And we need to really look at other ways to keep up those social interactions, even though we're physically isolated. Talk a little bit about that stress aspect of it, the anxiety aspect of it. How do you mitigate it, I suppose, might be the the key word. Sure, Joe. So basically, I think the the term social isolation is the wrong term. It's really physical isolation that's happened to us. And we need to get really clever when it comes to staying in touch with each other socially. And my work evolution practice, we've been focusing on remote workplaces for the last six years and how you can kind of mimic the face-to-face workplace. And this COVID crisis has really brought this remote work topic to the forefront. And what our top recommendation is, is make sure to use what we call rich mediums. So make sure to put on your video. So whether it's uh, FaceTime, whether it's Zoom, Skype, whatever it is that you're using, it's super important to feel connected by turning on that video, catching up with friends, rotating through different friends, different social groups that you miss, and setting up times to touch base with video on to see how everyone is doing. How much of this is reliant on self-awareness and understanding your own self? Because I know a lot, you and I are talking a lot of generality. Some people might be actually in their element in the, the quiet, whereas some are more in their element when they're in the, I'll call it the loud. You're absolutely right, Joe. And I was going to bring up that point. We're all in a continuum between extroversion and introversion. And I think this is particularly difficult for the extroverts. So the more 
social you were on a regular basis, the more difficult this isolation, this physical isolation is going to be. And you, you may notice it starts to affect your mood, uh, your outlook on life, and you got to be really careful to let your loved ones know, let those close to you, your trusted friends, trusted colleagues know when you're starting to feel this way so that you can get some support and have uh, some social conversations with those people. I'm not going to lie. I had a, a bit of a uh, Friday was a tougher day for me for whatever reason. And I will say that something really, really simple, a hug from my wife felt the best thing in the world almost. So it's got to be that that happy. If you want to find happiness, you've got to find that thing that will make you happy. Exactly. And you got to still have some laughs and you got to be careful not to just talk about the COVID every moment of every day. That can't mm-hmm. be the only topic of conversation. We still are human beings and we still need to have laughs and things to cheer us up uh, that we love. Maybe playing a, a game virtually um, with people. You can do games virtually these days and trying different creative ways. And if you're really starting to slip and it's not just that you're feeling sad, but you're really starting to get down on life, you got to reach out to support counselors, psychologists. At our synthesis psychology practice, more people are starting to do remote sessions to get some support. And and confidential, objective support from a professional may be what you need during these difficult times. How important is acceptance of the current situation? There's not a whole lot we as human beings can really do right now other than control our own emotions, control our own uh, reaction to what's going on. And so once we can get to that acceptance point is that you can start moving on with the coping. Yeah, I mean, accepting that this is temporary. This is not going to last forever. I like the quote, this too shall pass. And then looking at what you're grateful for in your life. And, you know, there are some benefits to not having to drive to work every day. You're saving commute time. How can you use the time you saved to spend more time with your loved ones, perhaps your children, your spouse, getting fresh air every day, getting exercise, looking at different ways to uh, increase your wellness and health. I know a lot of people are talking about loss of job, for example, right now. And and while it may still be temporary, it's still weighing on a lot of minds. How do you cope with that along with everything else that's going on in the world right now? The fear of a job loss, Joe? Is that mm-hmm. what you, you meant? Yeah, yeah I mean, fear, fear of job loss or even the job loss that has happened over the last couple of weeks here. Oh, I mean, that's a whole other element. I mean, Alberta's been through a lot over the last five years, and um, this is just, you know, more fuel for the fire of of stress and anxiety that Albertans are feeling. And I think that we are resilient, we are strong, and we have our governments, and um, we're we're doing a lot to support one another. And I, I think we're all in it together. I mean, this COVID crisis, the whole world is in this crisis together so reaching out broadly for different supports and connections and whatever it is that'll make you feel you're part of a community and i think social media social interactions they really can serve their purpose in this way by making us feel part of something broader and really focusing on the positive not just the doom and gloom Mm-hmm. If there was a one-stop resource that you would point people towards listening right now, where would you send them? A one-stop resource? Well, I mean, I'm a little bit biased, but at Synthesis <laughs> Psychology and Work Evolution, my two practices were putting out free webinars 
on different topics. So there's one this Friday, synthesispsychology.com. We're putting on sleep strategies um, amidst the COVID crisis. So if people are losing sleep over the crisis, one of our psychologists is speaking for a free webinar on that topic. So that's a great resource, workevolution.com. Evolution with an OH is another um, series of blog articles, webinars, and things on our websites on working remotely. And definitely a lot of us are doing that now. Absolutely. Dr. Hambly, I appreciate your time. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, no problem. Take care, Joe. group is called Mask Makers YYC and Patricia Flock Anderson is joining us from that group. It's a volunteer run organization. Uh, masks are distributed for free and Patricia, thanks for joining us here on the program. Give us a little bit more of a snapshot as to what Mask Makers YYC is all about. Well, we're officially one week old uh, as a group. Um, we came together uh, very ad hoc early last week um, based on the fluid situation that we are finding ourselves in due to uh, due to the coronavirus. Um, currently, as of one week, we have about 670 members to our group. Um, we've distributed 170 masks so far, and that's just ramping up, um, so that number is going to increase exponentially over the next days. Um, we've also distributed 15 scrub caps, so that's just kind of some special orders, but uh, that's um, we've had requests from as far away as New Zealand, not for masks, but to share share patterns and, and kind of uh, tips and know-how and so forth. Um, we have over 94 people that have ordered items. Um, and we've got over 1,200 items ordered so far. Um, so that gives a bit of a picture of kind of the, in the numbers what we've been doing. Um, who we actually are is, uh, I guess, a, a very grassroots group um, that's come together to to kind of achieve uh, this in a week so far. So I was going to ask about that we side of things here. Who is we in the grand scheme of things? And how long have you been kind of bandying about this idea of making it a, a grassroots approach to this uh, to this issue? Well, to be honest, the we is uh, are a lot of people, like I say. Um, we do have about six over 600 members to the group. Not everybody who's a member is doing the same thing, um, obviously. Uh, some of those people are actually the people that are requesting the masks um, for their, their jobs, uh, uh, et cetera, and their colleagues. Um, however, a lot of us are actually uh, working in the the background to to kind of fulfill those requests so you've got obviously the largest number of people are actually sewing masks um, but in addition to that we have people that have volunteered to be drivers to um, help uh, with drop drop-offs and pickups you've got people who've donated materials um, we've got people who've been um, uh, bending wires, believe it or not, because the masks come with a nose wire um, so that they can uh, fit better around the nose. Um, we've got in the background, we've got some IT folks that have been uh, working really hard to get us um, up using um, various tools and software so that we can help track our, our requests, track our donations, track where they're going, where, where our drivers need to go. So there's just a ton of stuff going on. Um, and uh, if anybody's interested, um, 
in the in the cause um, because really it is people that are just interested in helping out. Um, we welcome you, and I'm sure we can find a place you don't you don't have to know how to sew to be able to contribute. For those who are interested, what's the best way of getting in touch with you? So the best way is um, go on to Facebook. We ha- our group is called Mask Makers YYC. So just go on there. You'll have to answer just a couple questions when you join the group. Um, that's really just to make sure that we don't have, you know, bots and this sort of thing uh, amongst us. And uh, and then once you're in the group, um, right away you'll see there's all sorts of resources. We've got patterns. We've, we started our efforts last week by uh, basically testing patterns, um, talking to uh, various people that were going to be using the masks, finding out what the needs were. We, we streamlined our efforts into kind of one specific set of standards that we're asking for at this stage if people are interested in, uh, in making masks. Um, uh, so all of that information is provided for people. There's also forms um, that we have available if you, uh, for instance, are able to donate some materials. So if, if anybody out there has uh, fabric they like to donate um that would be amazing um particularly uh, our most common uh need is for 100 percent cotton fabric uh so you can you can go on there and you can indicate that you have fabric to donate which you can either um drop off or somebody can come pick it up from you um so yeah all of these sorts of uh resources are available on our facebook group and uh then they, then people can also ask questions if they need to um but we've done a pretty good job our moderator has done a great job of putting together an faq and just moderating and answering questions as they come in it really is a wonderful effort patricia thanks so much for shedding some light on it today thank you Director of Business Operations for Oil City Press, as they've been working on a new custom graphics cashier barrier. Pam, thanks so much for joining us on the show. Give us a little bit more um, insight into these barriers that you've been creating. Well, as you know, social distancing protocols have been announced over the past few weeks, um, and many of our essential service customers in the food food service industry and convenience stores and that sort of thing, we're looking for a way to try to help protect their frontline workers. Um, So the perfect solution was to try to put something in between that customer um, and the frontline worker. So these barriers are basically plexiglass walls um, that allow the person to still come up to a cashier um, or a service desk um, and still be able to do their transaction um, without being face-to-face with the worker at the store. So um, the sizes can vary. We've done a few different styles. Um, We've done some that are just flat pieces that are screwed into um, cashier desks and that sort of thing. We've also done some self-standing pieces um, that can easily just be placed on any type of counter. And most of them have um, slots at the bottom um, so that store owners and workers can still scan for UPC codes um, and customers can still access those debit machines. Um, But it's been great to know that we had something that could help against this COVID fight. Was this something that you already had in your arsenal of products or is this something that you said, hey, we've got the materials, we might as well start creating them and see if uh, businesses can utilize them? It was definitely something new for us, um, but definitely not out of what we could do. Um, So we are a printing facility that has typically um, printed things like business cards and brochures in the past. But after the 
over the last 10 years or so, we really diversified our business services and we're able to do a lot more large format signage. Um, so things like vehicle wraps and banners, um, as well as LED signs and that sort of thing. So for us to create plexiglass shields was something that we were easily able to do with what um, we're able to do in our company now. How long have you been um, thinking about the idea of actually putting these together and what's been the, the response once you actually were able to make the first one? Well, we have had our staff really on top of this. So as soon as the request came in of how can we protect um, our frontline workers, um, our staff and our um, art department really got together and came up with the solution right away. Um, we've had staff that, um, you know, obviously people are wanting these products right away to try to protect their workers as quickly as possible. So we have really expanded our working hours. Um, we've had staff that were typically um, just business hour type workers who have been willing to work overnight shifts and stuff to um, make sure we can get these out as quickly as possible. What does it mean to you to be able to give back to the community in this way and come up with something that is maybe outside of your usual day-to-day -day efforts? So Oil City Press is a family-owned and operated business. Um, we've been in Calgary since 1953. So to be able to give something back to the community when we're all thinking first um, you know, and foremost of our families at home, um, to be able to, to give this to the community um, and offer something that can try to help protect workers and ultimately the families that they're going home to is really something that all of us have really been touched by here. Um, and we're just happy to help. We also have other items that we have provided to many companies, including signage for safety as far as what social distancing means, um, as well as proper hand-washing techniques, um, as well as any sort of floor decals that stores have started to employ um, to try to maintain that social distancing within the stores. Um, lots of places have put out floor decals to keep each person at least two meters away from each other. Mm -hmm. What's next? Do you have any other ideas that might be able to come up in the not-too-distant future? Well, it's funny. This morning we actually were talking as a team about trying to help create face shields. Um, it's definitely something that we can look at um, doing, um, and we're hoping that we can just keep this going to try to help the community stay safe against the fight against COVID-19. It is a really wonderful effort. Pam, kudos to you and your team. Thanks so much for joining us and shedding some light on it this afternoon. Thank you so much. Jared Griesbach joining us here from uh, Red Heart Brewing up in Red Deer. And, and Jared, what is it that you're doing above and beyond the beer deliveries that you're doing right now? Yeah, so uh, we're, uh, I mean, we're a brewery. Our product is, is beer, but what we're trying to make is, is a community space. And so we, we're really focused on the, you know, all the people coming in and sitting around and sharing uh, laughs and, and having good conversation over a pint, but that's pretty tough with the current COVID climate. So uh, we've uh, started a, a birthday gram program where our, our partner, Christy uh, drives around delivering beers and a birthday song to, uh, and it's been, it's been a hoot. Like all of our, all of our uh, patrons, are just sending each other birthday wishes, and uh, uh, Christy Gillen sings a song to them. It's been a, it's been real fun. Un unbelievable! So you got a guitar, from what I understand, as well. The full telegrams. I mean, uh, where did this idea all come from? Uh, so Christy is singing all the time, anyway. So I don't think it was a huge stretch <laughs> for her to uh, just, you know, want to get paid to do it. But um, the, uh, yeah, we we. Uh, we're starting this delivery program to just encourage some sales while we're, you know, buckled down tight here. And then the, 
the birthday gram thing was a fun idea she had on top of that. Very cool. What's the response been like from, you know, those who are getting these birthday grams? Um, well, I did one yesterday, and my response wasn't nearly as good as when Christy did it, but uh, I'm not <laughs> a good a singer. Um, I was playing ukulele, too, and it was cold, and the wind, you know, I think it was mostly the, the wind's fault, but no, I sounded terrible. Um, <laughs> but yeah, people That's have been awesome. having a lot of fun with it. That's great. And I mean, at the end of the day, it's about that community building side of it as well. What does it mean to you to to kind of think outside the box a little bit and maybe have a little bit of fun despite all that's going on in the world right now? Totally. Yeah, we uh, I mean, we are a a tiny brewery with a whole bunch of seats like we our business plan this whole time has been uh, trying to encourage this like community living space. Um, For me personally, I used to live in in Scotland and just like the, the community pub over there. That's what I was modeling this after. Um, and Kurt, our brewer was really interested in brewing English beers. So we ended up with this like traditional English pub where, um, there's no TVs. People come in and just sit and chat with their buddies. And it's been, you could tell there was a need for it in the community. Cause like people have really just been super supportive. And, and even now that we're shut for only, we're only doing off sales now. And, uh, we're still getting all these orders on the phone because, and people are having uh, Zoom meetings with their people they met at our pub. They're having Zoom meetings and having pub quizzes at their house with their in in the middle of their quarantine. It's been a really cool to see. Awesome. Well, that's great to hear. Again, Jared, thanks so much for joining us and shedding a little bit of light on what's your what you're doing on in Central Alberta. Hey, thanks, Joe. That is Jared Griesbach from Red Heart Brewing. You can go to redheartbrewing.ca for more. You can also follow him on Twitter at Red Heart Brewing. Joining us here from Annex Sale is Andrew Bullied. And Andrew, uh, for those who haven't heard that story yet, maybe take us back a little bit. And when did you decide to maybe change change gears a little bit? You know, about two weeks ago, uh, we saw that there was a critical shortage in Alberta for hand sanitizer. And, you know, we figured we make um, alcohol full-time anyway. We may as well just do a quick little pivot with our business model and uh, try and help some people out here. Was it really tough to, to kind of change things over? Or was it a fairly simple process? It's been a real test of endurance so far. We have, uh, we've gone through quite a bit of regula- uh, regulatory stuff. Um, there's been a lot of uh it's been a pretty steep learning curve when it comes to uh putting sanitizer through our equipment um it's been quite the adventure so far from a chemistry perspective this has to be a bit of a test for you as well it is luckily we're working with um a good friend of ours um his name's Ewan thompson he runs our raft beer lab so uh he's a, he's a quality control uh specialist with a uh, phd in microbiology and he's been running all the, the science and quality assurance behind us. So, oh, yeah. uh, you know, it's been a perfect addition to this team. And some big news for you guys over the last couple of days. Obviously, the city giving you the A-OK to get going on things. How happy were you to finally get that piece of the puzzle all figured out? That was uh, that was really good. Uh, you, you know, the city of Calgary came together. Um, we had many different inspection departments and the fire department come in to make sure that, uh, you know, we didn't uh, hurt ourselves doing this, mm-hmm. which is very important. So. Now you get to actually put things into production. I, I saw a couple of videos already showing that the, the cans are rolling now. What did it mean to you to see uh, that side of it actually getting to uh, coming to fruition? 
it's uh, it's been a lot of work so far. So we're just we're just thrilled to finally get some some product in cans and we can get the sanitizer on, out of the door and uh, onto the hands of the, those who need it. And from what I understand, you've got a game plan on uh, getting it actually out and distributed, maybe to be released tomorrow. Uh, yeah, so it will be released tomorrow. Um, we have uh, we've got a couple different grocery chains that are going to be buying it um, straight off the hop here, um, and we're donating ten percent of everything we make um, out to um, you know uh, high risk people. Um, so uh, we've got a lot of product going out to Calgary Food Bank, the Drop-in Center, the Alex, the Mustard Seed. Um, got to make sure that uh, you know Calgary's vulnerable population is taken care of. What did it mean to you to be able to put a plan like this together so quickly and be able to give back to the community the way that you're planning to? Well, we're, we're thrilled to be able to do it. And uh, we've got a lot of partners that, that uh, are working with us. Um, Confluence Distilling, Two Rivers Distilling, a number of different breweries um, in Calgary all coming together to try and uh, to make this feasible. So uh, it's been a great collaborative uh effort on everyone's parts and it's just nice to see calgarians coming together and uh in such uncertain times and kind of in the, the face of adversity so anybody you'd like to give a special shout out to um i i guess all the frontline workers are out there uh you know risking their lives to uh help fight this thing um i think they need as much support as we can give them so We're happy to do our part. Absolutely. Andrew, appreciate your time. Kudos to you and your team and all the best as you roll this plan forward. Thank you very much for having us. Thanks again to all of our guests for joining us on the show this week. And thanks to all of you for downloading and listening. If you haven't already, leave us a rating and review to help spread the word about the Calgary Today podcast. I'd also like to thank our executive producer, Mike Tarasco, for helping put the show together. And to technical producer, Matt Ayer, for all his editing work on the podcast. Much love to you and yours during this pandemic. And again, thank you for listening.